everyone. Welcome to a uh, spooky, sleepy capes and japes. We're it... spooky and we're sleepy. Woohoo! Yay! Um, we are recording this on Halloween day. Um, happy Halloween! You will all happy Halloween. Uh, you will all be hearing it after Halloween. Um, so I hope that everyone had a very uh fun and safe Halloween or Halloween weekend, uh, whatever you may have spent it doing. Um, since this episode will be coming out in November, Villaintober is technically over, but we still have, a, I guess, a slightly on theme episode because uh, we're talking about the Phantom Stranger. Both of these things are scary. Yes, two scary things. Um, (laughs) And we're also talking about him partly because he uh, was in, he had a story in this year's DC uh, Halloween anthology. Um, And the story itself was like kind of, weird it had kind of weird vibes partly because there was like one section that was like like a native american burial ground thing where he had to stop a bunch of like native american ghosts from killing a guy and he was like listen i know you guys have a right to be angry but you can't kill this guy that does feel weird (laughs) this seems dated to say the least just like, um, oh, when when was this from? Uh, nineteen eighty-two. Oh, 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 oh. This this year, this, huh? This this year, like uh, like last week. Okay, interesting, interesting. Oh, huh. hmm, hmm. Huh, okay. Um, but uh, it did make me go like, wow, I don't know a whole lot about the Phantom Stranger, and maybe I should. Um. So, uh, that's who we're talking about today. Um, the first, the first thing about the Phantom Stranger is sometimes when he shows up, I think he's the question. (laughs) Um, because they have a, uh, somewhat similar design. They both, um, have like a fedora and a trench coat and a hidden face, but where... The question has, like, that, like, just full, like, blank face kind of mask. Um, the Phantom Stranger is always, uh, depicted with his hat, like, shadowing his eyes. Um, so you can't, uh, you can't see, like, the top half of his face. Um, and he also, in most depictions has like a uh a mystic sort of amulet (laughs) yeah some sort of you know medallion important looking medallion thing um so that that's that's how you know that's how you know if a guy is the phantom stranger and not the question but they do both just kind of like show up uh, i mean and also if it's the renee montoya question you'll be like oh that's my friend renee um but like phantom stranger and like uh original question both tend to like show up unannounced and say a bunch of cryptic stuff 
and then leave. Uh, so <laughs> it can be difficult. Um, also, the Phantom Stranger is usually doing magic stuff, and the question is not necessarily. Uh, but it's interesting um, because when the uh, Phantom Stranger first showed up, um, he was not a magic guy at all, technically. Um, he had his own, he had like a six-issue self-titled series um, that I think had like other stories in it, but The Phantom Stranger was like the main one, um, created by uh, John Broom and uh, Carmine Infantino, um, both of whom were pretty, uh, Carmine Infantino especially was like pretty prolific. Um, and in his early appearances, he went around, um, investigating, uh, supernatural events from the perspective of somebody who was, like, disproving them. So he was a guy, um, who would, I don't know if they, I don't think he was even hired, like, I don't think he was, like, a private detective or anything. He, he was, was just, just Harry Houdini. He was just Harry Houdini. He would just hear about somebody doing some sort of scam or scheme or plot where they were pretending to be a ghost or pretending to, like, commune with the dead or, you know, like, act like there was some kind of supernatural creature that didn't really exist. Um, and I keep feeling like I'm going to sneeze. If I sneeze, I'm sorry. Um, the Phantom Stranger would show up and be like, actually, you're a fake. Um, no. Oh, no. Damn it. I, I believe in you. Um, <laughs> thank you. Um, and, uh, rescue, you know, whatever, like, innocent people were having this hoax perpetrated on them. Um, he also, they, he had the, uh, um the, like, fedora and, like, trench coat look, but they weren't yet doing the iconic, like, or, like, sometimes he would have the eyeshadow, but it would just, like, you know, depend on where the light was, and then sometimes you would just, like, see his face, like a normal man. Um, and then, uh, I think later on, possibly in this series, he... At, like, at some point, de like, demonstrated some sort of, like, superhuman ability, um, where he would, you know, be able to control or influence certain things. Um, after that, he, uh, kind of disappeared, uh, for a little while. Um, interestingly... <laughs> There's another character who, uh, debuted around the same time, um, called, uh, Dr. 13, um, or, uh, Dr. 13 colon Ghostbreaker, um, who was also, like, a character who went around, like, disproving various, like, supernatural events and hoaxes, um, and then... <laughs> He later 
had like a backup feature in Phantom Stranger comics where he was trying to disprove the Phantom Stranger, even though the Phantom Stranger originally was doing the same thing that he was doing, um, which is fun. Uh, but yeah, so this, this all, um, this original like, uh, anthology miniseries, uh, was in 1952, and then he does not show up for a while, um, and then in 1969, um, he's kind of revived, um, by a new creative team who, like, basically, uh, reimagine the character um to much closer to what he is now so um uh there were a lot of different uh writers and artists in the like uh 1969 series i think it was um i think it was he initially showed up in another anthology series and then after that got his own solo series again where they had like a wide variety of different like writers and artists and they uh were like okay this guy is actually this is a fully magic guy this guy does magic and they're like how what magic does he do all of it any of it he uh, he does actually so much magic that he can't even officially do all the magic that he's allowed to do. He, he, he just, it's too powerful. He can't do it. <laughs> um, so this, as, as is the case in a lot of situations, um, where you, uh, introduce a character with, theoretically like limitless power like that's your idea is that you're like okay this guy is going to be just like uh the most like what one the like one of the most powerful magic users in existence uh like more than you could possibly imagine and it's like well why doesn't he just solve every single problem that exists in the DC universe? It's like, well, he can't. And it's like, why can't he? And it's like, well, because then we wouldn't have any comic books. Um, the comic books would all be over. So, <laughs> for unspecified reasons, he, in most cases, is not allowed to intervene directly in, like, situations in the DC universe. He just, he's allowed to show up and say something to help people figure out what they need to do. And maybe, like, indirectly assist, but he can't use his, uh, apparently unlimited magical power to solve the problem himself. <laughs> um, and since that, we'll get to the, uh, the backstory stuff in a little bit. Because one thing about this, the first and the second Phantom Stranger series, is that they don't explain like, who or what he is or where he comes from. Um, no explanation given to what his deal is. Uh, so 
it's 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 never really clear if it's like a a self kind of uh inflicted like restriction or if it's like there's some magical reason why he can't usually directly interfere with stuff um or if it's you know there's uh some other like hot higher power um, the Christian God said this. no. God said no. So sometimes the reason is that God said no. We will get to that. I don't. I things are wild. Um, but for whatever reason, usually, uh, what he does is show up, monologue. He gets made fun of a lot for monologuing. Um, and then disappear again. Um. My job here is done, but you didn't do anything. <laughs> exactly. Exactly that. Um, he, uh, in, uh, in his second solo series, they, um, introduce some recurring characters. Um, he is, like, two, um, evil sorcerers that he's, uh, usually working against and the two of them are frequently working together the two evil sorcerers are frequently working together against him um there's one who is a uh woman named tala um who has uh like gains her powers from hell in some capacity um and then there's a uh Another guy named uh, Tanarak. Yeah, they're like never named evil... like Margaret. <laughs> yeah, no, like this. This is this is my nemesis, the evil sorcerer Jeffrey. <laughs> um, uh, Tanarak. Um, at some point in like Phantom Stranger canon, opens a bar called bewitched which is like a bar that like mostly serves like you know magic like wizards and people with like connections to like the mystical and occult stuff i do love um, that like i love that genuinely um i i think he should maybe he can lean into that and stop doing uh evil um or maybe he could just keep doing sometimes it's fun to do a uh, little and evil as a treat um what if it's so, just all, like, uh, bar-related evil? Like, an, a rival bar opens up across the street, and he, like, subtly curses them so that their beers never have, like, enough foam or whatever. Yes, perfect. They're like, oh, your overhead is gonna be fucked. Like, you are not- <laughs> this is not gonna be a profitable venue for you. Oh, you fools. Um, this, uh... This series also uh introduces Cassandra Kraft, um, who is a human psychic, um, who's blind, uh, who is his like potential love interest, but I think like multiple times it ends up uh being like <laughs> he's like, No, I can't like I I can't be with you because I'm 
too ancient and mysterious and powerful and it would be too dangerous for you. Goodbye. Um, you know, the usual. Um, and she's like, wow, what a cop out. Absolutely. Um, and it, uh, also has that, uh, recurring. So the aforementioned, uh, Dr. 13, the ghost breaker, <laughs> um, gets a he has a backup feature in the Phantom Stranger comic, and then he also shows up in the main Phantom Stranger story, uh determined to disprove that the Phantom Stranger is actually mystical and like that he's in fact a hoax. Um and I I have no idea in this setup if it's supposed to still be canon that the Phantom Stranger was running around disproving, like, supernatural hoaxes. Um, and just at that point, he was hiding the fact that he could do any sort of magic stuff at first. Um, or if that's just thrown out the window completely. Um, I do kind of like that, like, just, if you've been alive for a very long time, sometimes you just want to pretend to be a normal guy disproving... Just like, how do you know? Don't worry about it. It's not that I'm mystically inclined. I just, mm? Yeah. Um, exactly. Don't worry about it. Uh, he also shows up, um, so the Phantom Stranger series, the second one, runs from the, like, 1969 to, like, the mid-70s. Uh, and during that time, he also has an encounter with the Justice League, um, where he, uh, shows up in, like, uh, 1972 in, like, an issue of the Justice League. He helps them out with, you know, some sort of magical problem, um, at... The end of the story, um, it's, like, I think it's, like, a, some sort of, like, occult, like, demonic sacrifice thing, uh, that he enlists the Justice League's help to stop, uh, and he, at the end of the story, they go, uh, hey, Phantom Stranger, thanks for the help, um, do you want to join the Justice League? And then he leaves without officially giving them an answer. He just mysteriously walks away. And they're like, wow, that's pretty much exactly what you would expect a guy called the Phantom Stranger to do. <laughs> um, and then, like, not... He shows up again not too long after that. And then in, like, several more situations, like helping out the Justice League. Um, and apparently it's, like, a point of some contention whether or not he's an actual member of the Justice League. And, like, since this happens, the universe has been rebooted, I think, three times. So, uh, it's probably even less clear now. Um, I mean, but everybody on the Justice League is probably like, if the Phantom Stranger shows up, that's fine. <laughs> That's fine. We will, we will let, we will let him help us out. Um, 
every time a new member gets inducted into the Justice League, they're like, all right, if the Phantom Stranger shows up, don't worry about it. Yeah, listen, sometimes he just does that. He's just gonna say a bunch of weird stuff, uh, and then he's gonna leave, probably. So, you know, it's cool. We all, we're all chill with him. Um, he, uh, so I think in the 80s, so he, he's associated with the Justice League. He also, um, regularly interacts with, you know, the various kind of mystical elements of the DC universe. Um, it's not until, like, the, I think the, it's after his Justice League appearance, um, when, yeah, it's not till the 80s that they get into the origin story, and the thing about the origin story is that they specifically, they go with sort of a, a Joker situation, um, where they present multiple different possible origin stories, uh, and then go like, any of these could be the case, or it could be something totally different. Um, which, which is like fine, which I, I, I kind of enjoy when it's used sparingly. Like, I don't think every character should be like this, but I think having- oh, you don't want, like, first... five different Batman origins? I <laughs> I would die. Like, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> obviously, it's very dependent on the type of character. Um, and, like, with somebody like Batman- the stuff that happened to him extremely informs the actions he takes in the present. Um, but in, uh, especially, like, now in the modern era, when, like, so much of comics is, like, extremely, like, backstory-focused, sometimes it's fun to have just be like, no, you don't, you don't get to know what this guy's deal is. Um... He's the Phantom Stranger, not the Phantom Jeff Go. Like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Also, I have um, no idea why my brain, when pulling out a random name, chose the last name Go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I was just I was like, yeah. <laughs> That's, that's the name. Um, I mean, yeah, but I'm just like, I don't know where that came from. Anyway, he's the Phantom Jeff Go now. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm choosing to believe. Um, the thi the thing is... No, not the Alex, thing, that's a different guy. The, yeah, anyways, this episode's over. Who's the thing? <laughs> um, the thing about these backstories is that... Out of the, out of the four backstories presented in this, three of them are biblical in origin. <laughs> we um, don't know who this guy is, but he's definitely connected to the Christian God. It's fine. It's, don't worry about it. It's fine. Like, it's always so, like, again, when I, when I get very, like, 
confused by the inclusion of the Christian God in comic books. Like, it's not because I have anything personally against the Christian God or, like... But so many people are, like... Like, here in uh, the United States of America, where there is so much just Christianity out and about, it... There's, like, two... There's, like, two ways that, like, uh, the very Christian culture goes, right? Where it's, like, <laughs> everything is infused with Christianity somehow. And sometimes you're, like, oh, I didn't even realize that this was a Christian concept because I just got so, like, okay, yeah, this is in everything. It's in everything. And the yeah. other thing is people, like, you can't include jesus or the christian god in your fantasy thing because it's disrespectful or like taking the lord's name in vain or whatever yeah i mean and so it is kind of weird for it to be in comics which like it's... Use, using any you know gods of any religion is kind of weird to happen in your yeah. comics it is weird. I, like, I think in some cases where it's, like, a religion that's no longer worshipped, like, uh, you know, if you're using, like, Greek mythology, it's, like, a little less weird, but still, like, kind of weird. Like, the thing about putting the Christian god in there is that I feel like having Christian god exist in the DC universe, like, raises so many questions that cannot be answered that I feel like, like, I don't think people want to have the Christian God in there. Like, I don't think you want it if you are very Christian, and I don't think you want it if you're not very Christian. So but it's always there's, baffling. There's, there's also the point of, would it be weirder if there were, like, all the other gods and pantheons, but not the Christian god. Not the Christian one. That is a question. Because I think um, I think that would also be bad. Because it's like, are you saying that all the other ones are fictional that you can use in your fiction all willy nilly, but you can't touch the yeah. Christian god because he's like capital R real? I don't. <laughs> No, I, 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 it's, it's weird. Um, the, uh, the one non-biblical Phantom Stranger story, uh, like, backstory that gets posited, um, involves him, like, tr like, uh, stopping the, uh, anti-life equation by, like, traveling to the end of the universe and, like, uh, finding these scientists who are trying to, like, create another Big Bang, um, and, like, basically, like, putting his spirit into the body in one of the scientists and, like, sending them back to the beginning of the universe, so he, like, creates, like, a time loop. Um, the, uh, Christian ones are, like, one, um, he, uh, was cursed by God, um, because he, like, participated in Jesus's 
crucifixion and he was like cursed to like walk the earth forever repenting for what he did um the second one is that uh it just feels weird to me to be cursed to watch a guy die. Like, we're <laughs> just a random dude. Just like, I saw Jesus die and now I have to walk the earth forever. Like, I feel like there would be more phantom strangers out there if that were the case. No, he just picks this one. Um, <laughs> he, um. I just need one there's... guy, so I'm just gonna pick you, sir. Yeah. Um,. There's one where it's, uh, like, God smites this, like, village that was, like, supposedly evil, um, but spares this, the phantom stranger, but he's not the phantom stranger yet, um, and then, uh, the phantom stranger is like, why did you destroy my whole town? Those people could have been redeemed. Um, I'm so upset about this, like, tries to kill himself, and then God's like, okay, fine. If you don't like that I saved you, you can live forever, and you can try and redeem every evil person individually. Good luck. That does kind of sound like the Old Testament, though. Yeah, no, it does, it does. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then the, uh, fourth one... Which is the one that gets kind of, uh, used... The one that gets implied to be true the most for a little while, um, is that he is, in fact, an angel who, uh, chose not to take sides, um, when Lucifer rebelled against heaven. Um, and so he got cursed to, uh walk the earth forever um i on top of all this in i think i i think new 52 and i think this was a a a dan didio joint i think didio wrote this one (laughs) um they uh give him the backstory that (laughs) that he's actually judas from the Bible. Judas Iscariot? Um, yeah, Judas Iscariot. Friend of the show. Um, <laughs> I mean, that would and... make... I, it feels like somebody saw the one where it was just a random guy who saw Jesus die and was cursed and was like, okay, but what if we made that more specific? Yeah. What um, if it was Judas and it was the betrayal that did it? Y- yeah. Um, and then... Uh, and this, this is the one where he is, uh, slightly redesigned, where instead of the, like, medallion amulet, he has, like, a silver necklace, and the necklace is, like, the 30 pieces of silver that, uh, Judas sold Jesus out for, and it's, okay. like... now that is sexy. I... Okay. <laughs> I am into this, though, actually. <laughs> All right, Didia will give you this one. <laughs> <laughs> you can have one. <laughs> um, and it's like, I, I think it's like if he, he does something like, you know, worthy enough to like make up for what he's done, then like, uh, one of the like pieces of silver like crumbles or like falls away or something. 
Um, but it's like, man, I, I, <laughs> I think it's been, you know, whatever, like 2,000 years and he's only gotten one so far. So I guess good luck, dude. Um, it, <laughs> it's, um, it's a lot. I have no idea post New 52 if that's like, I, I think his design might be the same. Like, with the necklace, so it's possible they're keeping it the same, or maybe they were just like, I like that necklace, but we're not gonna, we're not gonna <laughs> talk about the Judas thing. It's not Judas, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, it's not Judas from the Bible. Um, so, uh, because of all this, another character that he often gets, uh, compared to and also, um kind of interacts with frequently is uh the specter um who is also a uh paladin of the christian god <laughs> yes pa- paladin of the christian god um who also tends to kind of uh show up mysteriously and like often not like directly influence events um, or maybe do, like, one big thing and then leave, uh, but the Spectre largely kind of serves his, not his own, he serves, he serves the ends of the Christian god, but he is, like, an avatar of, like, vengeance, so a lot of the times his goals don't necessarily align with the, like, superheroes of the DC universe. The Phantom Stranger, by and large, is, like, interested in helping and protecting humanity. Um, so he's pretty consistently, like, on the side of, you know, the superheroes and, like, main characters. Even if sometimes he's not very helpful to them. Um, (laughs) he also, uh... You know, obviously, as, like, a character with, uh, mystical powers, um, he interacts with, uh, Zatanna occasionally, um, with, uh, Dr. Fate, uh, with Swamp Thing. He actually has, like, a, a somewhat significant recurring role in, uh, the Alan Moore, like, I think Saga of the Swamp Thing is what the, uh, one of the Alan Moore series is called. Um, he, uh, like, shows up pretty frequently in that to give cryptic magical advice. Um, and also with, uh, Constantine. Um, obviously well, of you gotta. <laughs> of course. Um, Constantine does not like him all that much (laughs) i was just about to ask if they've ever kissed i mean constantine not liking someone does not preclude him from kissing them let's be clear i feel like if he had kissed constantine you would have said that first (laughs) yeah no i i would have i would have led with that as far as i know they've never kissed um i just want constantine to be able to kiss judas iscariot it's just me (laughs) It's it's just very sexy to me. Don't worry about it. Um, I mean that is valid. Uh, I I think like 
there's like multiple occasions where like Constantine like you know gets mad or like makes fun of him for like not actually doing anything and just like showing up and monologuing um but uh <laughs> they they have two very different approaches to problem solving um they also both uh play a big role in the first books of magic um which i think came up sometime in the last couple months um where uh it's like the the like neil gaiman created series where like the protagonist is like basically almost exactly harry potter <laughs> and it came out at like almost the same time as harry potter um but the like original concept for it was that DC went to Neil Gaiman and they were like, we want a miniseries showcasing all of the various, like, uh, mystical characters in the DC universe. Um, and Neil Gaiman came up with this concept where it was like, uh, so there's a, <laughs> there's a little British boy and he has dark hair and glasses and he finds out that he has, uh, you know, innate magical ability. Um, and these, uh, different characters basically mentor him and, like, show him all of, like, the magic stuff of the DC universe and, like, explain to him, you know, what his powers can do and the choices he'll have to make and all that. Um, and Phantom Stranger is one of them, uh, <laughs> Constantine is one of them, and then the two others are, a uh, character named... Doctor Occult, um, <laughs> very straightforward what his deal is, um, and a character named, uh, Mr. E. Get it? Um. Yeah. And they all, they all have, like, fairly, they, I think they all existed before Books of Magic, Mr. E might have been made up for Books of Magic, but I think they all existed before this. And they all have, like, somewhat similar designs to the point where they're, like, referred to somewhat jokingly in-universe as the Trenchcoat Brigade. <laughs> um, and then later they have their own miniseries that's just, like, called the Trenchcoat Brigade, where they have to go around and solve, you know, some sort of magical problems. Um, so, uh... <laughs> They, um, oh, another thing, I meant to mention this when we, uh, talked about the Spectre, just because I think it's cute. Um, so there's a, uh, series, it's, like, late 90s, early 2000s. So for a little while, Hal Jordan is the Spectre. Um, normal stuff. Uh, and then... After the Spectre is not Hal Jordan anymore and he's without a host for a little bit, he, like, gets manipulated by Eclipso somehow into thinking that he needs to destroy all magic in the DC universe. Um, and Eclipso is also, like, another character that the Phantom Stranger uh, fights against pretty frequently. Um... But, uh, so, uh, the spect the Spectre is not capable 
of killing the Phantom Stranger. And it's possible that the Phantom Stranger cannot be killed. Um, there, there, I think there was at least one Justice League story where he died, but then, like, came back at the end, so I don't know if that counts. Um, well, but if that didn't count, then, like, so many comic books death w- d- deaths wouldn't count. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, so he, um, I, I think that was also, like, earlier on, and I think since then, they've been like, no, as far as we know, he can't die, except for that one time, but we're not talking about that. That might have been pre-crisis, so maybe it doesn't count in that sense. Um, anyways, uh, the Spectre, whatever the reason, the Spectre is not capable of killing the Phantom Stranger. He he turns him into a mouse. Okay. And then he puts that mouse in a box. Um, no, he turns him into a mouse. And then the Phantom Stranger is just a mouse for a little bit. And then he's running around with <laughs> Detective Chimp, who's a, a monkey. Who's a, he's a chimp who's a detective. Um, and he keeps the Phantom Stranger under his hat like Ratatouille. And he's going around to a bunch of different magic people going like, guys, the Spectre's trying to destroy all magic. We got to stop the Spectre. And everybody's like... Well, the Phantom Stranger will stop him, and Detective Chip is like, he can't, he's a mouse! Look, he's under my hat! <laughs> They're like, oh shit! He's a mouse! Fuck! <laughs> no, we don't have to worry about that. I'm... The Phantom Stranger will take care of it. No, no, you don't understand. Look under my hat. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, re- I'm relaying this having only read, like the basic, like, Wikipedia summary of it. So I have no idea what the actual tone of this situation was, but the concept is so funny to me. It's very good as the thing. He's just a mouse. (laughs) He's just a mouse. God, more polymorphing in comics, please. You know, frickin' Batman Webtoon turned Dick Grayson into a bunny, and I think it's fun. (laughs) I think... Guys should get turned into creatures. Um, oh my gosh. He also, I think he was in the Swamp Thing TV show, which I obviously have not watched. I said, obviously, I think because I've said before that I haven't watched it. Not like. And also, I think if you had watched it, you would know if he was in it or not. (laughs) Yeah, I would know. Probably. Or, you know, maybe he's so mysterious, it's impossible to say. Huh? Um, but, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think he's shown up, uh, he might, was he in the Justice League cartoon at all? I'm seeing an image in my brain. Let me do a quick Google. I'm, I'm, I'm summoning an image. Oh, he is in Young Justice. Interesting. Phantom Stranger, DCAU. Uh, oh, um, oh, here it is. Uh, Bruce Tim had intended to utilize the Phantom Stranger in the DC animated universe, but was not allowed to do so. Um, Tim's design for the character appears in Batman Gotham Adventures, Justice League Adventures, and Justice League Unlimited. The comic books, not the yeah. TV shows. Um, so apparently right. also... Uh, uh, DC showcased the Phantom Stranger in an animated short film 
uh, directed by Bruce Timm and was included oh. in part of the home media release of Superman Red Sun. But this is the man that I was picturing. So it was only released in 2020. So I don't know if I just saw him around or if I'm just thinking of like his appearance in the comics. I've definitely seen this design for the Phantom Stranger before. Okay, okay. Um, Hold on, I'm pulling it up. Yeah, I've definitely seen this guy. Right? Or maybe it's just like, maybe Bruce Timm's style is just so iconic that you can say the words like Bruce Timm Phantom Stranger and it summons the exact image into your mind. But like, I do feel like I've seen this guy. Yeah. Um, anyways. Anyways, I think that is all I had to say about the Phantom Stranger. Um, I learned a lot <laughs> researching this because I did not know very much of anything about the Phantom Stranger before. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to add or to discuss? Um, I mean, in my looking for pictures of the Phantom Stranger for the episode art, I did come across Wonder Woman beating his ass, so... Oh. In, like, yeah, get him. 20, 2020, I guess. Um, so, like, good good, good for her, I guess? Yeah, good for a, her. A soul, a soul of her friend is on the line. And oh, yeah. She I mean, yeah, sometimes you gotta. Destroy... I don't know if he dies. <laughs> it, there's, like, a, there's, like, a beam of light and it looks like he's disintegrating. So, oh damn. Okay. So, Bye. I'm just like I don't, I don't know what's up with this, but you know, it's fine. It's fine. It's probably fine. It's probably fine. He's probably okay. Uh, but other than that, I didn't read any comics this week. I was too busy trying to um make a pair of pants in time to wear them to a wedding, and then I didn't finish them, and then I went to a wedding. I drove four and a half hours to go to a wedding, and then I was at the wedding for a while, and then I drove four and a half hours back home, and then I got a tattoo on four and a half hours of sleep. I've had oh, a wild, wacky cool weekend. Was, though. I forgot to say... I think the tattoo looks really cool. Thanks. It's really nice, s- and I like it more every time I look at it, which is a good thing, because it's a, yes. <laughs> a permanent part of my body now. Yeah, if you liked it less, it would be like, uh-oh. Uh, uh-oh. I just got this yesterday. Um, I'm like, oh, no. Oh, jeez. Um, I'm I'm sorry about all of the, uh, the chaos, though. It's okay. Last night, I slept for 13 hours. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that would explain why. Yeah, yeah, no, my body was like, hey, buddy, we're just gonna, we're just gonna shut down for a little bit. And I'm like, sounds good. <laughs> oh, did you read any comics? I did not. Um, I did buy a bunch of things from the Shortbox Comics Fair, um, which ended... Today, I think it ended just before we started recording. Um, I have not gotten a chance to read any of them yet, but I probably will have before next week. So next week you will be able to hear, uh, hear me talk about them. And 
if you didn't get to uh, buy anything from the Shortbox Comics Fair, I know, like, once the fair is over, the comics aren't available through Shortbox, but the artists are able to distribute them if they want to. So there is a chance that some of them will be on sale again. And if they are, and I like them, I will try and let people know. Um, but I think that's it. Um, if you want to, uh, keep up with us online, you can follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Uh, we're at Capes and Japes on all of those. Uh, Twitter is where we share the most stuff because we retweet things besides just links to episodes. Who knows if that will continue to be the case, given everything with Twitter. It but for d- now it depends <laughs> on really how depends. shitty it gets. Yeah. Um, we could always do the Tumblr method of trying to just make this man lose so much money. Just, just please, if hey, you... if you're on Twitter, block every single brand, tw- like, Twitter account that you can. Just, mm-hmm. just block them. One, if, if advertisers are worried about their money, just, that that's gonna go back on Musk, man. Just, yeah. Just block all of them. Goodbye. Silence, brand. Um, if, uh, we have an email address capesandjapes at gmail.com um we have a discord server uh which is where i saw briar's great tattoo um but there's also and is also the most uh active spot like i feel like even more active than twitter yes because we are we are there and, and talking and communicating like back and forth with people conversations wow yes imagine um talking to people so 2022 (laughs) uh definitely come join that we would love to have you um we have a patreon um where you can support us you can get bonus episodes uh watch things with us help us pick what we talk about um if uh, you can't support us on Patreon, but you want to support the show, you can leave a rating and review. Um, that's a very cool thing. <laughs> and we will give you a shout out. Um, telling your friend about the show if you think they might be interested. Uh, and just coming back and joining us, as you have done once again. So thank you for being with us for today's spooky capes and japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar, and as always, here's four alternative sexy Batman backstories. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna say kiss Judas is Iscariot. Damn it! Sexy Damn it! Time. Damn it! <laughs> no! Fuck! <laughs> I messed up. Take it again. <laughs> kiss Judas Iscariot, sexy John Constantine. Nailed it. Uh.